Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Football Frenzy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is up, people? It is your boy, the closer, Chris Venture here on Thursday, July 18th. Bringing you another fantasy football frenzy as we count down to the 2019 NFL season. We're going over every team each day. If you've been following us, we hit the NFC East. We hit, uh, we're on the NFC North right now, and we're doing our last team of the North today, which is the Detroit Lions. Let me bring in my, my boys here, the No Nonsense crew, starting with Fantasy Taz. Jim Day, how you doing, brother? Hey, I'm doing great, Chris. Uh, getting ready to talk Detroit Lions. And, uh, you know, who else? We don't know what else is going to come up in this show. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it anyway. Yeah, it's uh, going to be one fun. great thing about this show is it goes off on tangents sometimes. And, you know, that's a good thing about having George on the show because we never know where he's going to take us. I love it. George, what's up? Where are you going to take us today? I used to love uh, – a former host of ours used to get very mad at me because I used to do it on purpose. Because, uh, you know, he told me one thing, I'd automatically go in a different direction just to drive him crazy because he couldn't handle it. So uh, I generally try to stay on target, but things happen. Things happen. (laughs) Yeah, we all go off on tangents. Sometimes that's the best content you could have is the tangents. So we would surely do that. And I'm actually going to throw you guys a curveball to start today's show. Uh, You know, nice 12 to 6 curveball here. No news and notes. I'm going right into it. Play a little game here. All right. Play a little game. Hopscotch? Hopscotch. Yes, that's what it's called. Hopscotch. What, what's going to happen here is I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you uh, players, right? So we're going to start with quarterbacks, right? And only last year, obviously, two quarterbacks threw for over 5,000 yards. Close your laptops, by the way. George, Jim. I can't close my close laptop. Them down. Well, you can't, you can't yeah, see me if I close my here. laptop. Probably not a good idea. <laughs> all right, so don't look at anything. Don't cheat. Don't cheat. That's all. Don't cheat. Uh and you got to be quick about it. So there's only there's two quarterbacks who had over 5,000 yards last year. That was Patty Mahomes and Big Ben. Uh, only six other QBs threw for over 4,300 yards in 2018. Can you name them? And I'll start with you, Jim Day. You get a point for every guy you get right. That's how we'll do this until the segment's done, or we'll see how it goes. Well, the easiest one to be Pat, Matt Ryan, just, you know, what, 70 yards underneath 5,000. So got to go with Matt Ryan. Matty Ice, one point for Jimmy Day. He is number three on the yards list for passing yards for last year. George, can you give me I one? Love, I love the random number of 4,300 you, uh, you pull out. out of you your like that number? There. <laughs> yeah, 4,300. You know sure, why he pulled why out 4,300? Because Eli ended at 4,299. <laughs> I didn't want Eli in there. <laughs> Did not want him in there. If that's true, then I'm going to lose this battle to Jim Day, who knows, just knows randomly that Eli had 4299. <laughs> I have no idea what Dak Prescott had. Who actually is probably one of the 4300. Now that I think about it, I'll go with uh, my next choice. Would be give me 
We discussed this guy already, right? Didn't Kirk Cousins have over 4,300? Ooh, sure, no. Sure, why not? No. No. No, Kirk Cousins he, he is not one. He had one yard less than Eli, I believe, 4,298. 4,298. What, do you study these things? <laughs> yes, he studies everything, this guy. <laughs> he knows. Right. Last time we did a game show, he literally got like 10 out of 10 correct or something like that. 11 out of 11. So and this is the guy whining before the show. I don't feel good. Yeah, yeah. All night. I'm not going to do good on this, man. <laughs> Back to Jim. We got one point for Jim, zero for George right now. Can you give us this five others who threw for over 4,300 yards in 2018? Uh, let's go to the other end, end of the spectrum. I got to go with Philip Rivers, who just eclipsed the 4,300 mark with 4,308. That is correct. That is correct. Philip Rivers is last on that list. Uh, he's 4,308. So that's two points to Jim. You got four left. George, can you name one? God, I always hated testing school. This is why I didn't go back to school, by the way. <laughs> um, I'm, look, I'm looking at teams, by the way. People look at me. I have my uh, my standings board here to the right. Uh, how about, uh, let's go up the board. Give me, give me Jared Goff. Do you have a 4,300? Yes, Jared Goff is actually right behind Matty Ice as number four on the yardage list last year. He had 4,688. In 2018, Jared Goff of the LA Rams slinging it. So that's a point for George. You got three guys left here, Jim. Uh, okay. Uh, well, Andrew Luck, obviously. Uh, uh, that was my next pick. Yeah, I think he was just under 4,600, I believe. You are right. Andrew Luck was fifth on the list, right behind Goff at 4,593. So there you have it. Jim's got three. George got a point. We got two guys left on the board. Hmm. No, no. He's a maybe. Yeah. He must have had it, right? Got him top my top ten quarterback rankings this year, but I'm not sure he had it last year. He definitely tailed off at the end of the year. Uh give me which which one I want to go with here. You or you? Do, 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 do. Give me Drew Brees. Drew Brees. Is Drew Brees correct? No. no. Drew Brees I don't even know how many yards he had, but it was not over 4,300. 39.92, oh, I believe. 39.92. Don't close your eyes like you're some sort of Zen master that's just going to, all these numbers are just going to pop into your head all of a sudden. Close hey, look, his eyes. You know, it's what it is. I, you know, I, I like looking at the numbers. I can't help it. I love it too. I'm with you. All right. So can you name one, Jim? There's two left. Uh, I'm going to have to go with Tom Brady. He was over 43. I think he's 43.55. That's exactly correct. He had 43.55 last year, Tom Brady. Uh, so he is one, two, three, four, five, six, seventh on the list. There's one in front of Tom Brady, uh, and he and he's also behind Andrew Luck in the yards last year. This is the last guy, George. Can you name him? God, uh, hmm. I think the Sean Watson ring uh, could have been him. I don't think it's Dak that high. Russell Wilson, but they didn't throw all that much. Cam Newton got hurt. Trubisky. I'll give you a hint if you want. Sure, go ahead. We spoke about him recently. Well, that would seem to be the NFC uh, East or North, <laughs> which leads to my Trubisky little thing there. Rogers. Sure, I'm going to take him anyway. Rogers, why not? And that is correct. Nice call, George. Aaron Rodgers with 44-42 last year. Uh, over a, about 100 over Brady and well over 100 behind Luck. So there you have it. Matty Ice, Jared Goff, Andrew Luck, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, and Phil Rivers all threw for over 4,300 yards. And, of course, Big Ben and Pat Mahomes threw for over 5,000. They were the only two. So 
Uh, you guys want to continue? I got more for you if you want to continue this after the after the break. That's sure, up. Game shows are always fun. All right, we'll do one more after the break. But we're heading to break now. This is Fantasy Football Frenzy. <laughs> we'll get into the Lions eventually. With your boy, the closer, Chris Ventra, Jim Day, George Kurtz. We'll be right back. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Listen to what Chris said about Andro 400. I've lost almost 40 pounds in 10 weeks. My son was getting married, and when I went for the suit fitting, I was a size 48. And when I went back to do the final fitting, I was a 44. I have more energy, that's for sure. I probably lost four inches around my belly. I'm 57, and I'm back when I was in my 30s. Here's what Dwayne said about Andro 400. This product really works. I'm an old guy, and I don't trust nobody. And I've tried all kinds of stuff. It's one of the few things I've ever bought that works. I couldn't believe it. I feel better. I have more energy. I walk 12 miles a day. I feel great. It changed my life. It really has. It's really incredible. Guys, if you'd like to lose belly fat, gain energy, and feel great, try Andro 400, the safe, natural, and affordable way to boost your testosterone. Go to andro400.com or call 888-400-0435. 888-400-0435. andro400.com. Summer at Meadowlands Racing and Entertainment, located at One Racetrack Drive, East Rutherford, New Jersey. On Saturday, July 27th, come out to the track for our annual Seafood Food Truck Festival. Enjoy great lobster rolls, raw bar, tacos, crab cakes, and more. Admission and parking are always free. Event kicks off at 6 p.m. with live horse racing starting at 7.15 p.m. Featuring the eliminations for the $500,000 Hamiltonian Oats. Visit PlayMeadowlands.com for Seafood Food Truck Festival detail. Must be 18 or older to wager. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. <laughs> You're one of the lucky few. Yeah, oh, yeah, right, lucky few. <laughs> I mean, I've watched a lot of Scott Angle. I, I find it to be very entertaining for me. I think, uh, and he knows his stuff, you know. So, shout out to Scott Angle right there. We're going to continue this game show. Uh, just one more topic, one more round here. And we're going to go with, uh, with running backs, okay? So, there was only one running back last year who had over 100 receptions. That was, of course, Christian McCaffrey. He had 107, uh, which is ridiculous. Now, there's f- only five other running backs in the NFL last year who caught over 70 passes. Can you name them? This time, we're going to start with you, George Kurtz. Five running backs on the board. All right, well, I'll, I'll take Kamara. Kamara is correct. He is number four overall with 81 receptions in 2018. The guy's an animal in the passing game and just in general. This is why he's going so high. So there's a point for George. Let's see if George can win this round. Jim, four on the board. Uh, I got to go with Barkley. And Barkley, yes. Barkley is number two with 91 receptions as a rookie last year. So he's number two behind McCaffrey. What a beast. 
uh, and that's why he's going number one overall in the, this year's drafts. So a point each. There's three left on the board, George. All right. I think we got the two easy ones out of the way. Uh, give me – I want to go Tariq Cohen. Very good. Tariq Cohen just makes the cut. He is actually uh, last on the list with 71 receptions, just over 70. Good call there, George. George got two points. Jim's got one. There is two left on the board. Jim. Well, I'm going to go with the other easy one in James White. In the great year, he had, uh, you know, he had 87 receptions. Uh, so, yeah, definitely can't leave him out. This, this, this game is too easy for Jim. He knows every stat. I have to go deeper next time. I was trying to make it fun and easy, you know what I mean? The guy knows exactly the receptions. James White did have 87 last year. He is number three out of all running backs in 2018 in reception. So 87. There's one left on the board. It is 2-2. Can George take it home and win this round? One left. Oh, God. Oh, if he doesn't, uh, I'm going to rag the hell out of him. <laughs> yeah, and I'll be so upset about it. But yeah. Jim just gave it away, by the way. I was going to say it anyway, but Jim gave it away. There's only one reason he'd rag me, and that's if, it's, uh, if it uh, has to be Ezekiel Elliott then for Dallas. Yes, it is. It is Ezekiel Elliott with 77. You knew that, though, right? He, he, the hint didn't really help you. Uh, I, I mean, uh, Barkley, Elliott, they both catch the ball a lot. I was going to say him anyway, so he really didn't help, no. But uh, he, he made it a lot easier, but I wasn't going to think about anybody else. <laughs> Ezekiel Elliott with 77. George takes the round. Maybe tomorrow we'll do round three. Uh, for the tiebreaker, because Jim took round one, and I do have one more set of things. But let's get into the Lions. I know, I know, we, we don't really, Yay. <laughs> we don't really want to. But listen, there is some fantasy, there is some good fantasy guys here. Uh, let's start with the team. They have a new offensive coordinator this year, Daryl Be- Bevel, who has been coaching the NFL for a long time. Uh, listen, I don't know too much about him, Jim. Do you think this is going to help this offense? Because last year, Stafford didn't really have the year he normally has. Only 21 touchdowns, usually throws for like uh, 25 to 30. Uh, you know, the yardage was down for Stafford last year. And yeah, they incorporated the running game more, carry on Johnson, but he got hurt at one point. They had Blunt last year, who they lost, who's gone this year. I don't even think he's in the NFL anymore. Uh, but Jim Day, tell me a little about Daryl Bevel uh, and maybe how this Matt Patricia system will work. Uh, in his second year. Well, look, Bevel's coming from, you know, what, seven years with the Seahawks. And the one thing you could say about his time in the Seahawks is he, he definitely grounded them. He made them a run-heavy team. Uh, they, in, in seven years with them, I think he had four times where he had over 500 rushing attempts. The Lions haven't hit 500 rushing attempts since 1983. Um, so this is definitely going to boost up their running game. And the other good thing about Bevel is he likes to have a bell cow. He wants one back doing everything, and that's going to be Carryon Johnson. And let's face it, you know, everybody's worried about Carryon losing receptions. Carryon catches the ball just fine, folks. Um, you know, I, I don't know where that misconception came from or, or the need to, you know, have other backs come in to catch the ball for him. He catches the ball just fine. And I think there's a very good chance if he can stay healthy and on the field, you're looking at a guy who's going to get 300 touches this year. Yeah, I like that call. Um, I don't know. Is there a word that carry on can't catch the ball? Because I, I, you know, when he first came in the league, I figured he would get a lot of receptions, even with Theo Riddick being there. That's the problem. You have Theo Riddick, who's already just the pass catching incumbent running back there for a while now, uh, and he's good at his job, but he's getting older now. I, I want to see carry on get become the full every down back. Uh, 
because uh, I well, cause then he that could was definitely the right hire for you. Yeah, was exactly the right guy to get that done. And look, there's already been rumors that Riddick may not even make the team. Um, he'll probably land with somebody else if that is the case. But you know, they they expect everything to run through Carry On Johnson as long as he's on the field. Yeah, yeah, George, you you agree? You see this Lions team being a very run heavy team, but. Do you, does it worry you that the defense last year the defense wasn't very good against the pass at all? Uh, they were better against the run, but you know they still weren't a great defense. Uh, if they're not a great defense again this year, even though they have made some improvements, they addressed the defense heavily in the draft this year. Um, if they're behind in a lot of games, it's going to be hard for them to just keep pounding the rock, George. Well, there's the issue. You know, you're behind by seven, ten points, third, fourth quarter. You have to throw the ball. Uh, you can't uh, run the ball, at least not with the abandon like you want to do. You can't get the ball 15 times to a running back in the second half. Can't do that. Eats up too much clock. You got to you got to catch up. And coaches generally aren't patient. I said seven points could be six points, four points. You're just behind by a point. They're going to throw the ball more to try and catch up. So we'll see if Patricia can stick with the running game. We'll see if the uh, offensive coordinator sticks with the running game. So uh, it's a work in progress here. I don't think the defense is all that great. You can make an argument that it maybe it's the worst of the division other than uh, Green Bay. It's certainly worse than Minnesota's and uh, Chicago. It's nowhere near uh, the, the defense they have. So I don't think it's going to be Johnson left, Johnson right, Johnson up the middle. I think they are, they'll are. they run more, but not like maybe Patricia would like to. Right, right. Closer. I'm thinking closer to like a 50-50, a little bit more towards the passing side maybe because I do expect them to be down a lot uh, in certain games. They're just not as good as these other teams in the division. And like you said, the NFC North has a tough schedule. Uh, you've been saying this all week. So it's going to be hard for them to chew clock and, and, and you know, rely on the running game because the defense, I don't think, could hold it down like that. Uh, but speaking of carry, But again, wait, wait, uh, not, not before you move on, again, uh, you know, if you're looking at a one true back that can also catch the ball, even when they're behind, they can still utilize carry on Johnson. Yeah, I think people are looking. No, but I, I'm saying that because I think people are looking past that. Everybody's worried about Theo Riddick. Don't be worried about Theo Riddick with Bevel there. He's going to run everything through Harryon Johnson as much as he can, as much as Johnson can take. This is a guy in college who did everything, and that's exactly what they're going to ask him to do. Don't be worried about Theo Riddick. And you know, there's a good chance that Harryon can see 50 receptions this year. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Um... You know, I, he should end up being by the end of the seat by halfway through the season. I think he'll end up getting the volume you want to see and through the air. Like you said, when they're behind, they'll throw to him as well. I'm not worried about carrying Johnson. And that's right. Everybody should understand that. Don't worry about Riddick too much. Johnson will still get at least, I think, 45 receptions on the season, if not more, like Jim said. Uh, and then we're going to talk about the true handcuff to carry on Johnson, who they, one of their key additions this year was, uh, CJ Anderson, who looked fantastic. Last season, uh, towards the end of the season, when Gurley was starting to get burnt out and he had the knee issues, uh, you know, he stepped up pretty admirably. I, I think uh, CJ might have something to say in this offense, too. But we'll get back to it. We're about to get to break. Uh, we'll touch on these running backs. We'll get into the receivers, Galladay, Marvin Jones, and Matty Stafford, who's fell by the wayside in terms of fantasy QBs. We'll get into it. Fantasy Football Frenzy, Detroit Lions on a Thursday, July 18th. Your boy, The Closer, Jim Day, George Kurtz. We'll be right back, baby.
The Fantasy Sports Network is hitting you from all angles with the best fantasy sports and betting analysis. You can catch the latest programming on so many platforms, there's no way you'll miss out on any of the award-winning programming we pump out every single day. You can listen through the FNTSY radio app, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher. Download our podcast through iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Audioboom, and you can watch select programming on the FNTSY YouTube channel. The Fantasy Sports Network, your only source for fantasy sports and wagering anytime and anywhere. Get in the game with DraftKings Sportsbook, where listeners of this network can get a risk-free bet up to $500. Here's how it works. First, create a DraftKings Sportsbook account, then make a deposit and place your first bet, and DraftKings will match it up to $500. Just go to sportsgrid.com slash DK to play. That's sportsgrid.com slash DK. Act quickly. This offer won't be around forever. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over, New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. Made Sailors is the leading cleaning service in New York City and Boston. We service homes, offices, corporate apartments, and Airbnb turnarounds. Give us a call or a text at 212-299-5170 to book now. That's 212-299-5170. Use the promo code FNTSY for 15% off your first cleaning. For more information, go to MadeSailors.com. That's MadeSailors.com. Lose weight now. Go to Fat100.com. Lose that unwanted belly fat today and get free information at Fat100.com. Fit in the dress or pants or bathing suits you've always wanted to. Go to Fat100.com. Lose 10, 20, or more pounds immediately. Go to Fat100.com. For free information on how you can lose weight, go to Fat100.com. Fat100.com. That's Fat100.com. Put your money where your mouth is and take a shot by opening a sports wagering account with FanDuel, New Jersey's largest sports book. Go to FanDuel.com slash grid where you'll receive a free bet of up to $500. That's a free bet of up to $500 when you open a sports wagering account at FanDuel.com slash grid. Point spreads, game totals, props, parlays, and in-game wagering on college and pro sports, and you're in control. Go to FanDuel.com slash grid. Open your new account and claim your free wager of up to $500 today. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over. New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. Maurice Allen, 2015-2016 European Long Drive Tour Champion, 2017 World Number One. Me personally, I keep my game face on me all the time. Especially coming out of the bunker, leaving the range, or even leaving the course. What's your story? Go to GameFaceGrooming.com for all your athletic facial wipes and body cleansing needs. All right, folks. Fantasy football season is now upon us and season-long drafts are in full swing. Roto Experts has you covered with their NFL 365 Fantasy Football Package, including the best math-based seasonal projections and rankings available anywhere on the internet. Davis Matek and the Roto Experts are providing dynasty, season-long betting, best ball, and NFL draft content every day of the year to give you an edge regardless of what type of fantasy football you play. Save 10% at rotoexperts.com with promo code FNTSY. That's 10% off with promo code FNTSY. The NFL 365 Fantasy Football Package only at rotoexperts.com. 
So there you have it. Jim Day reads. All right, Detroit Lions. Uh, we're talking about the running game. This team's looking to run the ball more in 2019 with Matt Patricia and uh, Daryl Bevel at offensive coordinator this year. And me and Jim are big on carry on Johnson, but you have CJ Anderson who's here this year uh, taking the backup role. I think he's the true handcuff, obviously, to carry on. Uh, George, you think CJ Anderson will cut into any of carry on Johnson's volume early on or at all this season? Yeah. Once again, most teams don't believe in uh, the old, let's give them the ball 32 times a game and go with one guy. No, they're going to split it up somehow. It's, it's just a matter of figuring out what's the, uh, what's the somehow. Is it 75-25, 60-40, 80-20? I think it'll be somewhere around the 75-25 range, which means Carryon Johnson's a pure running back one for me. We also heard that uh, Patricia said earlier this offseason, I believe it was May with the minicamps, that he wants to protect Johnson somewhat. And I always hate that because that means he want, doesn't want to get in the ball as much as we would like. He is coming off knee surgery, so maybe that protection goes away as the season moves on here. Uh, but C.J. Anderson, I don't think, was brought there just to be a guy who's going to sit on the sideline and play a series in the first half, a series in the second half. So I think he will cut in somewhat. But as I keep saying, in today's NFL, this doesn't bother me. Most teams do this. Three-quarters of the teams do this. There are only so many Barclays and Elliots out there. Right, right. There's not a lot of full workhorse backs that play on every down. Uh, but, you know, Jim says 300 touches, right, Jim? That's what I'm thinking. 300 touches. So 50 catches, 250 carries. Do you see that for him, George? If he stays healthy, I think it's right around the range I'd have him to. Okay. So, I, I mean, uh, you did say RB1. I'm thinking. No, no, RB2. 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 Okay, RB2. So that's what I was going to say. I'm very comfortable. Fantasy RB2. Yeah, fantasy RB2. Uh, I'm very comfortable with him as a fantasy RB2, just like you guys. Uh, I think it is a good idea, though. I don't like, I'm with you guys with the handcuffs. I don't like drafting handcuffs if I don't have to. Uh, you know, if one falls really deep and, you know, it's staring at me in the face, maybe I'll grab him. But I think C.J. Anderson is a, one of the better handcuffs you could really get. Because uh, if Theo Riddick isn't going to get involved as much, and Theo Riddick isn't really a handcuff type of back, he's just a pass-catching back, you know, C.J. Anderson could have a lot of value, especially later in the season. Let's say Carryon Johnson gets hurt or he's just a little banged up and he needs less volume. CJ could be a pretty good value because you're getting him pretty late in drafts right now. Uh, I believe he's going, what, in the 11th round, something like that, 10th, 11th round? Well, in the FFWC drafts, he's, he's going and pick 167. Oh, uh, wow. Which is, yeah, you're, you're talking way up there um, as the 61st running back off the board. So. You know, definitely value. And look, not even as a handcuff, just a great late addition. Because let's face it, if they do run uh, carry on as much as I expect them to run, as much as Bevel has in the past with his big back, then, you know, CJ Anderson has a chance to get a starting role at some point with Johnson hurt. There's definitely that possibility of Johnson come, like George said, he's coming off the knee surgery. So that's always a little iffy as well. Uh, we did see Anderson do well. Uh, last year when called upon no matter how much extra weight he had. But at that point, he also had a better offensive line that was opening up huge holes from. I still like him, though. This is a guy that a couple of years ago had a 1,000 yards in this league. So he's still a good running back. Hopefully he comes into camp in better shape. They say he has. So that works into play. I've been grabbing Anderson late every chance I get just because I, I think he's a good investment taking that shot. Because if Carryon Johnson goes down, there's nobody else on that roster that's going to take the ball out of C.J. Anderson's hand. 
Plus, there's absolutely a good possibility C.J. Anderson becomes the goal line back for this team. Uh, and if that happens, he's going to have some value on his own. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you're right. Who do they got? Zach Zenner uh, behind C.J. Anderson? I mean, we've seen yeah. Zach Zenner before. Way behind. That's like a, a you know, a glorified fullback. Um, so, yeah. Carry on Johnson last last season he had 118 carries 641 yards average 5.4 carry he had four total touchdowns uh and he also had 32 catches for 213 with a touchdown so you know if he plays a full season he only played in 10 games and he started in 7 he plays a full season i think he cracks over at that i would say he gets to 1300 to 1400 total yards uh and i think he could come close to 10 touchdowns uh and that's you know Possibly high-end RB2 right there. So look out for on Johnson and CJ going so late. Pretty good handcuff right there. Let's go into the wide receivers who, you know, right now the wide receiver one coming into his own. Of course, you know I, I love him. It's Kenny Galladay, uh, Babytron. You know, Babytron, six foot four. He's a 215 pounds, big dude. Uh, he gets up in the air, athletic, can run routes. Um I think he's a wide receiver. I'm comfortable with him at wide receiver three. I would like him to be a wide receiver two. I think he can be a wide receiver two, George. Are you on Kenny Galladay this year at all? Uh, Or are you waiting a little longer, maybe taking Marvin Jones? Uh, There could be some value in Jones, sure, depending on how how much further on your draft Jones goes than Galladay. I am a Galladay guy. I've uh, owned him in a couple of uh, dynasty leagues. So I'm certainly uh, high on him. I do think they'll throw the ball more often this season than uh, last because I think they will be trailing in the second half. I also like to see them take advantage of his height. Uh, we all know you like the big guys, but I like to see him take advantage of that height in uh, the end zone. And, uh, yeah, it's the first thing that came to my mind again was the Packers and the big guys from yesterday. Start this conversation all over again. See, I'm trying to stay on target here. So uh, so he's a target like of yours. He's a target of yours. Uh, I don't know if I'd say a target, but I think there's room for upside there. I also don't – the way I do a draft, I mentioned I'm going to play I'm nowhere near the, the amount of leagues that Jim plays in. That, that's psychotic to me. Uh, <laughs> but I'll play him probably close to double digits. I already own him in two leagues. So I'm not going to want him in five in half my leagues because I think that's too many for one player, and that's not a stud. I would take Barkley in ten, you know, Elliott in ten, but anybody else, you know, unless you're a stud, I probably don't want you in as many. So he could be a guy when his time comes up, uh, from, you know, okay, well, I, I can drift Galladay here, or maybe I can get – Godwin, maybe I can get Cooper Cup. I might go in the other direction just because I already have Galladay in so many leagues. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, you don't want to. You want to diversify your portfolio. Uh, that's why you want to play in multiple leagues. I mean, yeah, Jim plays in uh, 125 leagues or something like that. So I don't know how to judge that. But like, you could do the best balls. Obviously, right now is a good time to do best ball leagues and just you know get your drafts in, practice, mock it out, and um, you know after that, I think. Talking about serious managing leagues, yeah, I'm with you, George. I'm going to probably do five to seven. I don't like to do more than that. It just becomes a, like a, a major headache to manage all those teams. I already do that in baseball, and it's baseball's a lot more of a headache because there's a lot more players, people getting hurt, this, that. So I'm with you there. Uh, Galladay right now is going at wide receiver 18 according to fantasypros.com in PPR leagues, and Marvin Jones is going – at wide receiver 33, so double the amount behind him. Uh, Jim, 
Are you on Kenny, Kenny Galladay this year? Is this a guy you're targeting as a wide receiver two slash three? Or would you rather wait for the value with Marvin Jones? Because, you know, he obviously missed a good good portion of the season last year, and we didn't get to see a full sample size of his 2018. Well, I'm a little – look, I like Galladay as a receiver. But the, the addition of Bevel as a coach has me a little off. And the fact that now we're hearing that Stafford had the broken back last year, you know, that, that's got me troublesome because after Stafford, if Stafford goes down, you're looking at Tom Savage as your quarterback. Oh. <laughs> um, you you want to talk run heavy? Yeah, okay, let, let's put Tom Savage in there so he can hand off every single play until we punt. That's what's going to happen to this offense, and that scares the hell out of me when you're talking about a broken back. Uh, you know, it, it could just be a small, tiny bone that broke and they had the problem with, and hopefully it's fixed now, but – Man, that scares the heck out of me when you're talking about a quarterback, and especially with a team that really doesn't have any kind of a viable backup. So that concerns me a little. I have taken more chances on Marvin Jones just because I can get him later uh, than I have with Kenny Galladay. Right now, Galladay's going ahead of you know guys like Robert Woods, Chris Godwin, Tyler Lockett, Cooper Cup, um, all guys that I think have a better chance this year. So I, I haven't really taken a lot of Kenny Galladay so far. I think He's being a little overdrafted. Interesting. So you, you like him better than Chris Godwin. Chris Godwin's getting seriously hyped this year, and I understand oh, no, why. I, I like Chris I like Chris Godwin a little better because I think they're going to throw a ton more. That's what I'm saying. Um, you like Godwin yeah. better, right? Yeah. Well, you said it the other way, so I just yeah. wanted to clarify that. <laughs> uh, but Galladay is coming off the board in most drafts first, but I like Godwin better just because I think they're going to throw more. Right. That team uh, should be pretty efficient through the air. I mean – they're going to throw for a lot of yards. You know, Winston, you know, he he's a complete boomer bust and will sling it out there. Whereas, you know, with Stafford, you're worried about the age, the the, the back, uh, and they want to run the ball more. So, whereas Tampa Bay doesn't really have a running game, but free Rojo. Don't forget about hashtag free Rojo. It might be the season <laughs> for the kid. All right, we're, co- we're coming back after this. We're going to break. Fantasy Football Frenzy, we'll get into uh, Marvin Jones a little more. We'll talk about some additions like Danny Amendola. Uh, I don't think anybody's really on him, but, you know, we'll discuss it real quick. Matt Stafford, the defense, all that stuff. Detroit Lions on a Thursday, July 18th. Your boy, the closer, Jim Day, George Kurtz. We'll be right back. Listen to what Chris said about Andro 400. I've lost almost 40 pounds in 10 weeks. My son was getting married, and when I went for the suit fitting, I was a size 48. And when I went back to do the final fitting, I was a 44. I have more energy, that's for sure. I probably lost four inches around my belly. I'm 57, and I'm fat when I was in my 30s. Here's what Dwayne said about Andro 400. This product really works. I'm an old guy, and I don't trust nobody. I've tried all kinds of stuff. It's one of the few things I've ever bought that works. I 
couldn't believe it. I feel better. I have more energy. I walk 12 miles a day. I feel great. It changed my life. It really has. It's really incredible. Guys, if you'd like to lose belly fat, gain energy, and feel great, try Andro 400, the safe, natural, and affordable way to boost your testosterone. Go to andro400.com or call 888-400-0435. 888-400-0435. andro400.com. If you've heard of WeatherTech Floor Liners, you probably know that for your vehicle's floor, nothing protects better. But what about protection for the rest of your car or truck? I'm David McNeil, founder of WeatherTech. Besides our floor liners, we design, engineer, and manufacture a wide range of automotive accessories right here in America. And just like our floor liners, everything is done to the highest standards possible. We understand what kind of investment owning a vehicle can be, so we do everything possible to help you protect it. We don't take shortcuts, and we never make concessions when it comes to quality. For everything from cargo liners to cleaning and detailing supplies to mud flaps and car covers, the one place you need to go is WeatherTech.com. So if you are familiar with our floor liners, just imagine how well the rest of our products will work for you. Learn more about our full line of automotive accessories at WeatherTech.com or call 1-800-CARMATS, WeatherTech.com, proudly made in America. Money Now 100 is not a lender, broker, or agent of any lender or financial advisor. We do not make loans or credit decisions. You must be 18 years or older and a U.S. resident to qualify. This is not an offer or solicitation to lend. I went to MoneyNow100.com and got the $5,000 I needed deposited in my account the next business day. If you need money for any reason, help is here. Go to MoneyNow100.com and get the money you need. Need to pay off credit card debt? Go to MoneyNow100.com. Need your car? Are repaired? Need home improvement money? Visit MoneyNow100.com. If you need fast cash for any reason, go to MoneyNow100.com. Good, bad, or no credit at all. Go to MoneyNow100.com. You could get up to $5,000 as soon as the next business day. Go to MoneyNow100.com on your phone, tablet, or computer. Type in the address bar MoneyNow100.com. That's MoneyNow100.com. He loves it, Jim. <laughs> Woo! So, Jim. You rocking out? Yeah. Killing it, killing it. Good music, game. Slow it down. All right. Welcome back. Fantasy Football Frenzy. So, I got recent uh, news. Saquon Barkley apparently saying that he's uh, he's way better than Barry Sanders. I'm looking for this news right now. And it's hard for me to find. Jim, did you see this? George, did you see no, this? No, I have not seen that. <laughs> And I really hope no. that's not true. I hate to see him say stuff like that after one year. Brian, so would I. Brian, tell me about this. I Brian, think he just made a comparison between him and Barry Sanders, and now all the old people are all, like, mad. Uh, he, I'm sure they are. <laughs> he made a comparison. I know he made a tribute video for Barry Sanders because he turned 51. Um, I mean, I can understand the old timers getting a little mad, but, like, let's be honest. Saquon 
is Barry Sanders on steroids, basically. You know what I mean? Well, I would I wouldn't say that. <laughs> Barry Sanders played in a different age, a different realm of football at that point. But man, if you never had the, the luxury of actually watching him in a game, the man was special. Uh, um, you know, I, I look. I know Bark. I think Barkley is going to be that kind of special too. I, you know, if Bark, Barkley can stay healthy, he has a chance to be one of the best all time, I believe. But you know, a first year player just can't make that kind of statement of somebody who is so revered in the league as Barry Sanders, who many people, you know, really say is the best running back of all time. His numbers just weren't there because he left early. Right, right. And I've watched film, obviously, on Barry Sanders. If you watch any NFL show, network, whatever, um, you'll find sometimes they throw on old highlight tape or old games. And Barry was amazing in terms of his agility and his cutting ability. He could stop on a dime. But he wasn't that big of a back. I can't tell you. I can't tell you how many times you could see, you know, defenders just fall flat on their face as he just changed direction on them, and they had no recovery. I mean, literally, defenders would just fall right down, straight onto the the ground because they were reaching for a place where he just wasn't anymore. <laughs> so you know, look, I, I I loved watching Barry Sanders play. It was definitely one of my favorite running backs of all time. You know the. To try and say he's the best, there's a lot of really great running backs on the Damian Tomlinson. You know, there's a lot of guys that did it for a long time. Heck, Curtis Martin, um, you know, wasn't the best, you know, at any point. But the longevity of what he did and how many years he did it very well, you know, that has to add up too. So there's a lot of different ways you could add it. But I just don't like, you know, a player coming off one dominant year to all of a sudden start making comparisons to somebody that many consider one of the best ever. Yeah, I, I don't know if he may, if he said anything disrespectful or, you know, like said I'm better than than Sanders. I think he was giving him a tribute and a shout-out and all that stuff. I'm sure it's one of his idols. Because uh, Saquon's a, a very nice, you know, he's quiet, good dude. Uh, you could tell in interviews and stuff. Total opposite of Odell Beckham. Um, so, I don't know. I mean, the way I see it, Barry was amazing, yes. He's one of those guys that you would say, like, oh, why do these guys keep dancing in the backfield? Like, he could dance in the backfield and still get yardage almost every time because he was just going to cut up everybody. He would do that a lot, dance in the backfield, uh, you know, and wait for the hole to open or his lane to open. So I just think he was small, smaller than Barkley. Uh, Barkley's a big running back, a strong running back with those type of skills, maybe not as enhanced in terms of agility and all that, as Barry, but he's bigger. Oh, I think stronger. He, I think he does. Oh, he's close. <laughs> think, he's close. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I, like I said, he could easily be there at some point. You just can't do it after one year. Yeah. That's just if, if he came out and said he's better, and like you said, you don't know if that's actually what he said. But if he did say that, that would that would disappoint me. But you know, if he compares himself to him, hey, that's fine. You know, you don't get to that point uh, in the NFL and being a stud in the NFL without being a little cocky. Yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, he's. I think he's going to be just fine. I mean, he. I don't think he talks bad about anybody. I'm not worried about it. Um, George, so back to Detroit Lions talk. Well, that was Detroit Lions talk. Barry Sanders, greatest running back the Lions ever had. Um, oh, come on now. You, you, oh, you can't say that. I mean, they had LeGarrette Blunt. <laughs> you love LeGarrette Blunt. You loved him last year. I don't even know where he is now. Is he even, he's, well, he's a free, he's free agent, agent right now. Yeah, he's yeah. probably not getting signed unless somebody goes down uh, and they need a, a guy to eat. Uh, just, you know, 
runs right through the middle. But so we talked Kenny Galladay. He's going pretty high. I know the value isn't that great because of how high he's going, but he's still a guy. He's a wide receiver one on the Detroit Lions. Wide receiver one still get good volume. I don't care how much the Lions run. I still think Galladay is going to be uh, at least a wide receiver two, at the very worst, a high end three. Uh, Marvin Jones, on yeah, the other I, hand. Wait, wait, let me just clear that up. I, I'm not saying he doesn't. I mean, I literally have him as uh, in a PPR league in my projections. I have him at number 24. Um, you know, definitely. I, I think he's got that kind of, you know, he's going to hit a thousand yards, I believe. Uh, it's really going to come down to the touchdowns. Can he get some touchdowns to really add to that? But again, it's just, it, it's not so much I dislike him. It's the concern of Stafford staying healthy. It's a concern of Bevel being there that I think I'd just rather wait and take a, a deeper shot at Marvin Jones. This way, if the offense does crash or they do indeed go so run heavy that the, the passing offense doesn't do you didn't much. pay for it. Like they didn't. Right. You're not paying that higher price for him. That's all. Right, right. No, I understand. Well, last year, you know, he, he broke a 1,000. He uh, had 70 receptions for 1,063. He had all, basically 120 targets, only five touchdowns, but – Listen, when you're six four, you're a red zone target. He's going to get targeted. He now, just... see, but that that's a misconception as well. I I don't mean to cut you off. I'm sorry, but just because a guy is tall doesn't always mean that they're a good red zone target. That's true. You know, it, it really doesn't. It, it some guys are made to go up and fight for that ball at the high point and take it away from defenders and stuff like that. And I'm not saying Galladay doesn't have that, but it is a misconception among many fantasy footballers that, oh, this guy is 6'4", 6'5", 6'6". He's automatically going to be a red zone threat. That's not always true. That's not always true. I agree with you with that. But for more, more often than not, now let me say this, 6'4", 195 is one thing. That's MVS. And, and perfect example of a big, tall receiver who's not going to be as much of a red zone target. I don't think he's more of a guy that's going to fly down the field. you got to hit him on a home run for the touchdown. Uh, otherwise, I don't think he's that type of red zone target. He doesn't have the physicality. you got to be a little physical in the end zone. When you're in the red zone and you're trying to go for a passing touchdown, you're going for the guy that's strong, that could jump over the other guy and get the contested catch. Uh, I think Galladay can do that because he's also strong. He's 215. Uh, you know, he's a, he's a pretty big, strong dude, and he's only getting stronger and bigger, uh, as he ages. He's, tw he's 25 years old at this point. Uh, so I think he's getting better and better and learning the game more. Uh, but, you know, it's, you're right. It's not true for everybody. But if you look at most of the wide receivers in the NFL, right? A lot of the better, the best wide receivers, let's look at all the top guys. The biggest, the bigger ones usually end up having more touchdowns. The smaller ones usually don't. Jarvis Landry doesn't get a lot of touchdowns. He's tinier than most wide receivers. Um, the, uh, Golden Tate, like guys like that, Julian Edelman, they don't get as many touchdowns because they're a little small. It's harder for the the quarterback to give him a contested jump ball in the end zone. You know, it's just it's just that simple. Unless he's a smaller, stockier guy that could you know fight his way through traffic over there. But you know, you're right. It's not everybody. Thanks for clearing that up. But Marvin Jones, uh, George, Marvin Jones going a little later. Do you think he'll have a bounce back year this year and become uh, a wide receiver three or a flex guy that you could plug in week in and week out? Well, I think he'll have a bounce back year. Where you're putting him, I probably have more in the flex range than a wide receiver three. Not that he can't bounce into that. I think it's possible. Once again, we do expect Detroit to be trailing in a lot of games, a lot of more throws here. This is a more pressure on this our receiving core. You don't have Golden Tate anymore, who was a big threat there. Yeah. You know, so now someone's got to pick that up. Danny Amendola, uh, I imagine Jones will play on the outside, Amendola on the inside. Amendola scares nobody. 
Yeah, so, uh, well, come on, he doesn't. He doesn't. Yeah, a decent year. Yeah, a decent year for Miami last year. Not taking anything away from the guy, but no defensive coordinator is going, oh, my God, Danny Amendola's out there. That being said, nine games, 35, 508. You know, you extrapolate that, you get 80 catches, uh, about, uh, about 70 catches next year. Uh, so I think he'll have a solid year. I don't mind having Marvin Jones on my team, but as a flex, not as a starting wide receiver. Yes, agreed. Well, I'll agree with you on that, Matt. On that, Marvin Jones didn't play a full season last year, but he did have five touchdowns in a small sample size and 500 yards. Nine so, games. yeah, nine yeah. Games. So, that, so that's pretty. That's pretty good right there. He could be a, a guy that you could get some value at where he's going right now. But let's go to the the big tight end that Jim Day really likes, um, T.J. Hawkinson. Now, George mentions Damian Amendola. He's going to be that slot guy, that underneath guy, but nobody's scared of him. It's not Golden Tate. It's not the same type of receiver. Uh, and more than likely, I mean, the guy's been hurt almost every single season of his career, Amendola. Uh, you know, there's going to be some time missed here for Amendola. It's not a guy you're targeting in drafts. You could basically get him for free. But I think this is why I'm going to make a point on Hawkinson, why you like Hawkinson so much. He could be that middle-of-the-field target for Stafford more than Amendola. Uh, he's a bigger target, obviously, obviously, and I think he he could end up getting a lot of targets because of that. He'll he'll, he'll be down in the middle of the field catching passes for Matthew Stafford. Tell me, uh, Jim uh, Hawkinson, do you think this is a guy people should be drafting as tight end too? Uh, you know, as a backup on their teams and stuff. Oh, absolutely. Uh, he was absolutely the most ready uh, NFL ready tight end in this year's class. I like Noah Fant. He's a good receiver, but Hawkinson just does it all. He, he's a great blocker. Uh, so he'll stay on the field more often. There's no real need to take him off the field on running downs or anything like that. So he can do that aspect of it, and he does it well. And this offensive line, let's face it, this offensive line is middle of the road to begin with, so they're absolutely going to need him on the field. And I, I disagree with you slightly on one thing. Okay. I, I do think he'll be partly involved in the middle of the field, but where I think he's going to make his hay is going down the scene. Um, you know, taking that's taking the top off the defense down the seam. He's got the speed to do that. Um, and that's going to become where I think he really makes his hay, where he's making those big plays, is, you know, getting down that seam with the guys on the outside, taking the pressure off him and him making some big plays that way. It, this kid is, you know, I, I hate to say it. You know, I was just talking about Saquon not comparing himself to somebody that good. But he he to me reminds me a lot of a young Gronk in the fact that he just does everything very well. Yes, that's true. You know, uh, his NFL uh, profile, his draft profile compares him to Travis Kelsey. The guy does it all, blocks, receiver. He's like a can't-miss tight end at this, uh, you know, at this level. Like, just his grade in general, everything. He is going to be a star. I don't, this year, I think he can be, like you said, because he doesn't have much competition. I like him in the middle of the field. You're saying he's going to get deep shots. George, you like Hawkinson this year? And then give me real quick a little bit on on Stafford, if any of you guys are interested in Stafford this year as, as a sleeper quarterback. I think it would be tough to wall like a tight end in his first year in the NFL. They need to pick up the blocking scheme. If they don't, they don't play as much. It's really just that simple. That's their first priority, block. you be able to, you got to be the sixth offensive lineman. you got to be able to pick up the blitz when they're I like Hawkinson's well, future a lot more than I like his year one. Stafford, this is probably the year I'm down on him the most. I used to like Stafford a lot. Well, I would see a quarterback I could take in round 12, and I would get those big numbers. I think he has uh, fallen back to the pack a little bit. The offense isn't as good. They're going to run the ball more. He's a pure quarterback, too, for me, and on that lower end of quarterback, too. Yeah, yeah, uh, agreed. Uh, you know, in the past, we liked Stafford as a low-end QB1. We draft him late in drafts. He's a good pick, value pick, but uh, 21 yeah, but touchdowns. That was when he was throwing. 
that's a lot. Yeah. throwing the ball 600 times. He's not doing that anymore. No, yeah, And absolutely. that's where you got to, you know, when we, we've been talking about this almost every show is that there's so many good quarterbacks this year. There's really no need to take the chance on Stafford being there. Right now he's coming off at the 26th quarterback. Why take that chance? Absolutely, absolutely. So that's it for Fantasy Football Frenzy. Talk Detroit Lions tomorrow. We'll see what happens. Maybe we'll get a little into the NFC South preview. For Jim Day, George Kurtz, your boy Chris Venture, the closer. We'll see you next time. Let DailyRoto.com guide you to victory.